the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. President Trump, none too happy with the state of Nevada. The Nevada legislature passing a bill to send mail-in ballots to all voters ahead of the November 3rd presidential election and Trump vowing legal action over that plan. It's an illegal late-night coup. Nevada's clubhouse governor made it impossible for Republicans to win the state. Post office could never handle the traffic of mail-in votes without preparation. Using COVID to steal the state, see you in court, is what Trump tweeted. Uh, That uh, tweet didn't get near as much attention and his tweet about uh, uh, the election proper being delayed until people can properly securely and safely vote question mark. But uh, perhaps it deserves equal consideration as Trump continues to raise the profile on concerns about a vote by mail national election state by state. For more on the topic, we're pleased to be joined by Hans von Spakowski, senior legal fellow for the Heritage Foundation, former FEC commissioner and former DOJ attorney as well. Hans, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Dan, Amy, it's nice to talk to you. Uh, so um, what about uh, Trump's response to uh, what the Nevada state legislature did? Well, I don't quite understand why Nevada would do that when, remember, uh, they did that during their primary, right? Uh, and there were all kinds of uh, uh, newspaper reports about how their uh, their voter list is so bad that when they mailed out ballots to every registered voter, um, they found ballots piled up all over the state. They found them uh, piled up in uh, apartment buildings, general lobbies. They found them. Uh, they found some in trash cans. In, in essence, all these ballots have been mailed out to people who. Uh, no longer live where they're supposed to live because they're no longer in the state. And so you had all these extra ballots floating around all over the place. And that, of course, provides the opportunity for potential fraud. And, um, you know, it's uh, worth noting, I suppose, that they're uh, still trying to figure out who won that uh, congressional primary in New York a month after that election. Uh, In addition to the experience in Patterson, New Jersey, where a fifth of the mail-in votes were, were spoiled, were kicked out, essentially, because they couldn't be verified. And and one could look at that and say, well, look at that. That's a way that there are checks and balances in the process. There are redundancies. Uh, Ballots that cannot be verified are being kicked out, as they were in Patterson, New Jersey. And so it shows that you can absolutely do a mail-in only election. It may take a little bit more time, but uh, it can be done and still protect the integrity of the process. How do you respond? Well, yeah, my the way I would look at that is um, if signatures aren't matching, that's an indication that somebody else got a hold of that absentee ballot, forged a signature, and sent it in. That's much tougher to do in a polling place. Uh, second, um, 
apparently one in five ballots in, in the New York primary was rejected. And not just because signatures didn't match, but often because uh, the, the, the real voter didn't put all the information they're technically required to put uh, on the form when they sent it back. That means that you have a potential disenfranchisement rate of t- almost 20 percent. If 20 percent of people showing up at polling places were being, were being turned around the door and saying, you can't vote, your, your ballot's not going to count, people would rightly so, be extremely angry about that. You know, Hans, I saw somebody tweet that if you want a lottery ticket worth millions, would you mail it in or would you feel safer if you hand delivered it? Is yeah, that a good and, point? Because yeah, it's so true. And I yeah. don't trust the mail anyway. I'm still it waiting from true. a check from back from 1987 from someone. I mean, I just don't well, trust the Postal Service. They're not election judges. Well, no, you're exactly right. And listen, the uh, the Inspector General of the Postal Service just recently issued a report on the Wisconsin primary. You recall that was April 7th. And according to the IG report, there were at least 3,500 ballots that were never delivered by the U.S. Postal Service what? to voters. There were also hundreds of ballots that uh, when voters put them in the mail to mail back to election officials, get what the, guess what the Postal Service forgot to do? They didn't postmark them. And that meant that when they got to election officials, election officials didn't count them because they couldn't prove that the ballots had been uh, put in the mail by the end of Election Day. So you're talking about literally thousands of people in Wisconsin who didn't get to vote, again, because of mistakes and errors made by the U.S. Postal Service. Uh, we we also have uh, uh, posts on social media, uh, including this woman from Illinois. So happy to receive my third vote by mail official election material in the mail with the same uh, with the name of the persons that lived here over five years ago, three years ago and a year ago, right, right before I moved in. I had a friend who, too, um, he's uh, moved to Texas. His son lives in Texas now. His son received two uh, applications for uh, vote by mail ballots as well. So. So there's that as well in terms of so down the post office, there's a problem uh, with respect to voter lists and uh, the cleaning of those lists, the integrity of those lists, and thus the administration of the election. We seem to have a problem in many states as well. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And look, I think the average person out there ought to be insisting to local officials, look, I want to be able to vote in person where I know uh, I'll be, uh, I can see myself putting my ballot in the ballot box rather than relying on the mail service. And, and by the way, as long as they run the polling places with all the health safety protocols in place we're all seeing when we go to the grocery store and the pharmacy, it can be done safely. In fact, the CDC, Centers for Disease Control, just issued a report on the Wisconsin primary again in which they say, that in essence, uh, following those safety protocols in the polling places, there was no spike in COVID-19 infections in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. I want to vote, Hans, but I also want to live. Um, <laughs> I can't teach from the grave. Uh-huh, right. All these same Although you can vote saying. from the grave. Oh, that's at right. Least, and, and, uh, at least in Cook County. Yes. I know that's still an option. Uh, right. So, so, um, so what can the president do with elections that are administered at the state and local level or the Republican Party, or Republican parties around the country, or Democrat parties, actually, too, because it's interesting. We talked about this the other day, and there's a group that was uh, that's particularly focused on turning out young people to vote, getting them more engaged in the civic process. 
And they say, you know, we're a little bit worried about youth participation in this election because they're just not familiar with the application process. I mean, this, you know, it's something us old people forget, Hans. They're not familiar with where you go to get stamps. Um, you know, they don't oh, use yeah. they don't use stamps. So it's like so it could be hurdles that are being created for young people that will uh, prevent their participation. And since they're disproportionately left, you would think the Democrats would be concerned about that. So it's not it's, it doesn't have to be a partisan thing. It's just Democrats are making it one. Well, they are. And in fact, um, it was just eight years ago that The New York Times, uh, which is, you know, very liberal. Listen, they, they wrote actually a very good, very active article uh, in 2012 about all of the problems with uh, voting by mail. And they pointed out that the more people vote by mail, uh, uh, the greater the greater ballots are vulnerable to fraud, uh, the more problems you have because of misdelivery by the Postal Service. And they pointed out that the rejection rate for uh, ballots by mail is much higher than that for people voting in polling places. So back then, they they all agreed it was a bad idea. Just recently, they're saying, "Oh no, no, no there's no problems with this. We should be doing this." And so, and so, what 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 can be done? I mean, Trump said, "See you in court to Nevada via Twitter." But right. uh, uh, are you going to litigate this state by state? Is that uh, the only option for well, the that, president? That yeah, but that's already going on. There's been yes, if you can right. believe this, judicial watch hundred and fifty. Yeah, 150 lawsuits filed all over the country by mostly by the left, actually, trying to force states to go to all male elections. So this battle is being fought in almost every state right right now as we speak. Mm -hmm. And uh, the president uh, would be would be shrewd to uh, weigh in as well. I mean, it doesn't mean that uh, the RNC or the Trump campaign can also file. Well, look what he did with that tweet last week where he he questioned, should the election be delayed? He, he wasn't saying that he wanted to delay the election. What he was doing was, uh, because you, you know how the media just concentrates on his tweets. Yes. What, what happened last week after, last week after that tweet? There were discussions by almost every media organization about absentee and mail-in balloting and whether it can be safely done or not. He clearly spurred that because of his tweet. He is Hans von Spakowski, Senior Legal Fellow for the Heritage Foundation, former FEC Commissioner and former DOJ Attorney as well. Hans, thanks for joining us as always. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today.